This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. How are you feeling on this bright and very brisk Monday morning? Freezing out there today. Have you been outside? Yeah, it's meant to get cold, isn't it, this week? It's meant to be a real Ooh. cold snap. But just looking out the window now, it looks a gorgeous day. Yes. There isn't a cloud in the sky. It looks fantastic. But obviously, no, I haven't been out yet. And it is going to be cold. It's one of them times of, of the year where slippers are needed in the house. Because my mm. feet get ridiculously cold. But all in all, I am very well indeed. And, uh, and I'm glad to be back on Preston North End Weekly. Lovely start to the week, as always. You were in a bow tie on Saturday night. What was going on there? Indeed, a black tie event. My first time in a tux. Uh, and I felt brilliant. You know when you feel empowered by what you're wearing? Yeah. Yeah. I felt absolutely brilliant. I could take on the world, especially obviously fueled by North End's 2 win over Bristol. But we'll get on to that. But yeah, it was a surprise 60th birthday for for Amanda Rogers, my friend's mother, who owns the dance school in the local area. She was completely oblivious. And the family, Peter, William and Tim, did an absolutely sterling job in making sure that Amanda had absolutely no idea what was going on. Timmy had planned this, um, this like, Michelin star chef to come in and do some, like, dishes for Amanda. And she could invite 10 friends. But of course, this was all complete nonsense because there was 60 people there for a surprise house party, black tie event. And, and Amanda was the only person in colour. She wore this dashing pink dress, which was sparkling, made by Tim. And everyone else was in either black or white. But yeah, all in all, a terrific night. And you know, they always get messy these nights at the Dodd household. I was told I wasn't allowed to. Well, I was ready for all at about quarter past two. We'd been drilling Jamieson's for a considerable <laughs> amount of time. But I got told by Amanda that I wasn't allowed to leave the house until at least 3am. Yeah, about 10 past 3 I left. And Uber 
tell you what, it's, it's, it's incredible to get Ubers at that time of night, especially in Little Hool. Who would have thought there'd, there'd ever been an Uber in Little Hool? But yeah, it might, came, it uh, might have been the first one ever. Quite possibly. A collector's item for those who collect Ubers in Little Hool, perhaps. But yeah, they really came promptly and swiftly, and it was good. I even brought a balloon home, a white balloon. Obviously, the listeners can't see it, but you can. Here it is. A monstrous white balloon that I stole from the party. And I was running around my road with it at about half past three on the Sunday morning. Still jovial after North End's win. Yes. Drilling Jamesons. Didn't know you were a big whiskey drinker. I'm not remotely. Are you not? But Surrounded by older people, you felt the need to join in? or Well, no, it was... It was William Dodd and George who were drinking the Jamesons. The, ah. the older contingent weren't. There was plenty of wine involved. <laughs> and of course, by extension, there was plenty of cheese. The cheese board was absolutely world class. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Tiramisu Wensleydale? I haven't, but I'm interested. Yeah. Well, I didn't try it because I, because I couldn't bring myself to do so. It it looked like chicken liver's pate, really. Ah. Yeah, that was part of the cheese board, and I was really taken aback. But yeah, we were sharing this bottle of Jameson's between the three of us, and we were drinking it with ginger beer, or maybe ginger ale. Yeah, they say that Jameson's is best served with that ginger tackle. Maybe there's some truth in it. I thought it was okay. I've never explored ginger beer at all. Are you a fan? In isolation, not so much. With something else. My uncle Ian used to have copious cans of ginger beer in his house. And I always was perplexed by it, because who the hell buys ginger beer? Mm. But it's quite nice for Jameson. Which brings us on to the alcohol quiz round on Thursday night. How did you do on that? Relatively well. We we didn't get one. We didn't get the wine at the bottom of the thing, but we got the rest. We missed Havana, and that is just unforgivable. Oh, so we also missed that, yeah. We well, put Stella Artois. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just one of those brain fades where you just get it all wrong. And you think yeah. that the Havana logo is actually still an Artois. We've, we've all been there. No doubt listeners listening will think, yeah. Well, it's a common mistake, I believe. Yeah. yeah. It was a tough quiz, though, weren't it? I mean, there was a round Oh, my book. word. It was impossible. What sort of nonsense was that? If, if Jamie's listening, the normal <laughs> quiz master, he wasn't there the other day. If you're listening, Jamie, you need to come up with better rounds than a rubbish round. Asking about garbage for 10 questions. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one, wasn't it? But we got through it. Did all right in the end. 47 points, I think. Yeah, we were mid-save. We got a few of we, we were We were really worried of embarrassing ourselves at the midway point because yeah. we climbed up the ranks at the Sir Tom Finney. Done, had a few good nights and then you never want to you never want to produce like a 20 score, do you? That'd be just embarrassing. Yeah, to be fair, you've risen up the ranks, haven't you? You're starting to climb the greasy pole, as you say, in mm. politics. We've recruited... Yeah. A couple of real yeah, geniuses. Well. Yeah, it's good to see. Well, obviously, the standard of quizzing in there is, is oh, high grade stuff. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's a really enjoyable quiz. I really enjoy Thursday night in the film. I've done quizzes at other pubs, and they just simply don't compare. And that's because most of them do it on a phone, which is not how a quiz should be done, is it? Correct. <clears throat> I'm still bunged up from London, me. Well, I've managed to avoid it, which I'm absolutely delighted about, because there's nothing worse than being bunged up, as you said earlier on. He's still so. doing the hill sprints. Yes, All the forms of exercise. Yeah, Tuesday this week. Might be a bit slippy, you know, at Avenham Hill. Is that where you do it? Yeah, maybe there's an inspection in order, but I doubt it. I think it'll be fine. On to the football. We said Chelsea was a game of two halves, and I guess you could say the same for this, really. I don't know about you, but I'd like to think most people would agree with this. The place just felt really dead in that first half. It was grey. 
there wasn't the pitch was terrible. There wasn't much to get you going on the pitch. And you just kind of felt I said to a few people, the place feels ready to erupt. You could feel it. You could feel it ready to just absolutely erupt. And thankfully North End managed to turn it around. But give us your take. Yeah, it was a flat, very, very flat opening stanza, wasn't it? Almost as if everybody just happened to be at a place where a game was unfolding around them. You know, there was no atmosphere, two of the worst teams you've ever seen. You mentioned earlier on that it was a game of two halves. It was a game of two halves of Bristol. They were particularly poor in the first half and absolutely woeful in the second. Yeah, a really dreadful, woeful first half. Like, you've never seen a worse half of championship football, really, between two teams. Yeah, the game just completely lacked any sort of craft and quality and creativity. And, obviously, there were jeers and boos at half-time for Ryan Lowe and then this raucous support of the players, which I was perplexed by because I watched that opening half and thought, but these players don't want to be there. Like, how are these How are these guys getting applauded off and the manager's getting booed? Like, at least the manager's trying to cajole them into, you know, performing slightly better. But there was just a lack of anything in the first half. Like, there wasn't really a chance for either. Well, there was a chance for They had Bristol, a couple of it in the year. Who, who missed an absolute golden opportunity when McCann once more got caught in possession in midfield. And, yeah, they really ought to have scored that. So, oh, but after the break, obviously the changes were wonders. A couple more attacking players on the pitch, which was always good to see. Supporters get annoyed at the fact that we go one up top at home, and it just looks a real struggle. Whereas Reese and Keane and and Mass Frockyard offered a, a, a sense that these home games could be more than what they have been of late. And obviously we were we ran out in the end deserving winners. Yeah, the first half was dreadful, and you're right. There was that palpable sense of something could turn seriously toxic here. And let's have it right, it was a toxic place, Deepdale, even at 2-0. Like, there was a, a genuine sense that I started to pick up that there were people in the ground genuinely annoyed that North End were winning this game. Like, really bizarre. North End were 2-0 up and you're booing subs and, yeah, just a, a really odd afternoon at Deepdale, really. It didn't feel like a 2-0 win. But North End got there in the end. I think a lot of people will have turned up thinking this is a good chance this could be the last match for the manager, really, because a defeat, as we said, was you felt it was unsurvivable, really. If you'd have played like that in the second half and lost, you'd have really struggled to see how he'd have stayed in the job, really, from, from there. And maybe maybe there was a few people wanting that to happen, which is a horrible place to be in. But you can't ignore how you feel about the manager, but at the same time, you want your team to win, surely. Yeah, I can see both sides, obviously. Maybe we are merely kicking the can down the road or maybe it is papering over the cracks but I don't really understand these people who go on X after the game or Facebook after the game and surely if you you know you're willing to give loads of criticism to the manager you've got to give him an inkling of credit for the change he made at half time which, which ultimately results in North End winning the match what will be will be I guess with the manager on it ultimately Ali McCann summed it up quite well in a quote he said I think we just need to win a couple of games and then take it from there. There's no point thinking too far ahead that because you're never going to win 10 in a row, are you? And ultimately, the manager has lost a lot, a lot of fans at the minute and it's going to take something pretty Herculean to win those people back. So there's no point really looking too far ahead, I don't think. It's just try and take it as baby steps and you've got a big mountain to climb and most people expect you won't do it. But when you've won a game, try and be happy with that. So, and obviously, there's that cliche that you can only take one game at a time. But mm. I suppose that 
that will ring true for Ryan Lowe, and, and he'll be hiding behind the, the tee with Leeds coming up, Leeds away. Although we said that on Boxing Day, but Ellen Road is a completely different beast to a, um, a riled up deep Indeed. Road, yeah. Not the ideal fixture, is it, after a, a much needed win? That's the, you're going to dogs there, really, aren't you? Yeah, it's a bit like a break of a break of throwing darts. Like it's only a break if you hold your throw the next leg. So I suppose like a win over Bristol, nice. City's all well and good. But then if you go and get spanked nine 0 at Leeds, then you lose all that credit and you have a job on them. Um, and the then you go down to the den. It doesn't really get any easier, does it? Oh. <laughs> and then it switch after that. We'll see. Yeah. A tricky sort of run of games in it for him. Yeah, I thought Bristol City were a nice thing, really. A lot of like five foot nine players wanting to play nice football on a pitch that wasn't really suited for it, and went two up top, didn't we? I think their manager summed it up pretty well. He speaks wonderfully. Yeah. Have you ever listened to him? Literally listened to him on an EFL podcast when he was at Oxford. Yeah, yeah I said this to a former PNE podcaster. I think he's like it's like he's been made in a lab, like a football manager's lab. That's tube football manager. Yeah. Is like an Eddie Howe region. He doesn't look like a football manager, does he? Really, on the side. What did you say he looked like? I don't really know. Whereas managers have that sort of like, I tend to think that like they've got that gravitas and that authority on the technical area. Liam Manning just looked a little bit like a duck out of water, really. He's obviously not a duck out of water. Like his record is good and he's doing okay at Bristol. Although you wouldn't have known that off the evidence of the weekend's game. But, yeah. He just doesn't have the aura of a football manager. Maybe he needs to change up his outfit. Like, I like a manager in a tracksuit, don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure the tracksuit's doing him any favours. Maybe he needs to take a, a leaf out of Russell Martin's yeah. book. Maybe mm. he needs to go... Switch his hairstyle up. <laughs> He's got all the ingredients to be this, like, sparkling-looking thing. But at the yeah. moment, he just looks a little bit out of his depth. Maybe he needs to hire Gok Wan to sort his appearance out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did look a bit kind of first-team analyst instead of, you're the man, Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't stamping anything on his own team, if you know what I mean. Maybe like a charcoal knit with a white T-shirt underneath and black pants, something like that. Or maybe maybe he could go for the Tony Mowbray look. He's clearly wearing a suit, but he always wears those ridiculously long coats, a little bit like Arsene Wenger. You can always tell with Mowbray that he's in charge. He likes to he likes to have a go at the fourth official and all that sort of thing. <laughs> he likes to put his hands on his head and look like look, look down at the ground. <laughs> and he always likes to walk to his staff with purpose. We're always yeah. down in the dugout. And he likes to walk up and down the touchline. You can just tell with Mowbray that he's the man. <laughs> Whereas Liam Manning, no pun intended, wasn't quite offering the same sense of authority. They didn't offer anything, did they, in that second half, really? At 1-0, you felt it was done, and then at 2-0, they, they were done, really. Yeah, just lacking ideas. But Frockyard, I really enjoyed Frockyard. I know he did some ridiculous things where the ball went nowhere near anybody, but he constantly wanted the ball. He constantly was trying to find space. And that's what he is, isn't it? He likes to probe and look for a way through and unlock teams. There's no point in yeah, judging definitely. him when you're camped in your own half, banging the ball forward, blasting it at every opportunity, because he's not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything in that kind of game. The thing is with Mads Frockier is that he's one of the more watchable players in our squad. Like, a lot more watchable than most. Like, he, he's, he's got that flair and style about him that, you know, when he's on the ball, things can actually happen. Yeah, like, everybody watches me. So it's like, in the opening half, like, Brown was woeful and was deservedly hooked at half-time. 
Who knows what happened in the dressing room there? Taking your club captain up at half time is a genuinely bold thing to do. And McCann yeah, was think? dreadful in the opening half. Oh, no. No, no. no. There was no rumour mill coming from me. Yeah, McCann was really bad in the first half, but again, had a pretty good second half. And then Whiteman wasn't quite able to get his foot on the ball as we know he can. But it's much better in the second half. And of course, Reese has been keen. He's a likeable prospect. An exciting thing that you can get behind. You know, there's just more movement and agility and pace up front when, when those two are there. And I felt for us marriage again because like he's a lone wolf at the top of the pitch, feeding on absolutely nothing really. Like you couldn't even describe them as crumbs in that opening half. And you felt for him getting hooked at half time. But if we can get Reese anywhere near to what we know he can be, which is a, a pretty useful striker at this level, then that's exciting. Yeah. And that sort of like 10 with the two up front with Mads Keane and Reese looked looked like a thing that you can get behind in the future. It did. Brought Liam Miller more into the game as well, didn't it, down the left? And I think Reese looked really strong to me. He looked like a real dominant kind of striker, which you wouldn't really have associated with him earlier in his Preston career. You know, if the ball went up to him, you'd maybe expect it to catapult into the finney or something, but he was looking after it, strong, and then Keane's twinkle toes were lovely, weren't they, in the box? That first chance he had, he did brilliant to work that space. And then he could have had two before he eventually scored, couldn't he? Yeah, it's a really good save, the first one. He's, really good He's save. a lovely thing to watch, Keane. Yes. He's really inter- intricate and arousing. He really is a good player. <laughs> like his link-up players are joy yeah. to watch. And yeah, that's a top stop for the first chance. And then the other one, which I imagine you're referring to that, that sort of hooked thing that yes. he caught too well in the six-yard box. You've got yeah. to scuff them things to get a goal. Yeah, uh, You've got to feel for him a little bit because he just hit it far too well and obviously went over the bar. And there were two proper striker goals, weren't they? Poacher's goal, which is good to see, really. The cross from Reese is wonderful, isn't it? It's so Reese yeah. is untrue. It's, yeah, it it's violent. <laughs> a violent thing, which is always great. Like into that horrible area for defenders. Try defending that when he's absolutely bludgeoned into the box. <laughs> and then kicked, you've got like he kicked it harder than ever. And then yeah. you've got this like like Twinkerbell type thing. Pirouetting. Box, yeah. Caress it home. You know, that's like <laughs> for defenders. It was a brilliant ball in from Reese, who's got that in his locker, who can just smash balls into areas that defenders hate. <laughs> it was a brilliant assist. Maybe Violent. you missed something like that that Reese brings just yeah. Not a care in the world. You know, that could have gone flying into the town end and you think he'd probably try oh, it yeah. again. It just yeah. doesn't... Yeah, a bit of spontan... What's the word? Spontan... Spon- spontaneity. Spontaneity. Spontaneous. If I was right, I'd be able to do it. Yeah. 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 Spontaneity, I think, maybe. Something like that. Mm. If I was right, I'd be fine, but... Speaking it is a completely different ball game. He's obviously one of these players, Reese. We've always known it off the cuff, instinctive brilliance at times, and it can be a bit of a show pony at other times. But he's exactly the sort of player that you want in your team. Clean Shaler, you ready? It'll be like a new sign if you can get it. Yes, it's the best. Yeah, people love that that phrase. Don't they? Like a new signing. I think Frockyard brings a bit of that as well. There was a moment where Keane looked like he was in and Frockyard just played the pass straight away. I thought to myself, everyone else would have took a touch and been hesitant, but just do it. Yeah. Like, he's a bit of a free spirit. Yeah, I totally agree. He's obviously like by no means a finished article whatsoever, but playing games can only help him, surely. The more that he sort of gets to grips with this level, 
uh, the better he will be for it. And obviously, let's be right, the robins were woeful. He said it was quite <clears> a nice half to come into where you're yeah. basically not really up against much. You aren't doing much and you can express yourself. Obviously, like, there'll be people like wanting to go with the same ethos to Ellen Road. But if you start doing that, you'll likely get absolutely mullered. I'd love absolutely nothing more than the most revolting backs to the wall nil-nil. That'd be better than <laughs> if you, nothing if you go to a, If you go to Leeds looking for a nil-nil, I reckon the chances of coming back with one is pretty unlikely, but yeah, I agree. A point would be a good one. Oh, my word. A nil-nil would be an absolute joy on Sunday. Ideally down to ten men. Nine men. (laughs) I don't want us to get into their half whatsoever. I want them to be like having like golden opportunities squandered. People charging in front of shots to block them. Sky commentators claiming that North End players are putting their lives on the line out there. That's sort of- Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mac Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It might not be the cauldron it usually is at heart at 12 o'clock on a Sunday. You usually you see games at 12 o'clock on a Sunday and it's like a morgue really, isn't it? But if anywhere will be lively, I guess it's Ellen Road. What a brilliant, brilliant place it is to go and watch your team. I, I absolutely love going to Ellen Road. Obviously, there's people out there now who won't go on North End while Ryan Lowe's in charge, but Leeds are quite likely to go up. So if you've never been to Ellen Road to watch North End, or even if you have been, like, what on earth are you doing else at lunchtime mm. on a Sunday? I know it's on Sky, but come on, it's down the road. You're going into Lions Den. It's one of the few grounds in the world that you feel like an absolute outsider, like everybody's against you. And that's a nice feeling for a football fan, I think. Great amphitheatre for football on the road. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah. And yeah, let's have it right. It will be rocking. 100%. Irrespective of times. It'll be bouncing. Marching mm. on together will go off. Keane has been a genuinely good signing, hasn't he? Really? Very good. Was it now eight goals? Eight goals in 19, yeah. And minutes per, get, minutes per goal, like 150, something? Really good addition. Like I said earlier, oh, I love his like, link-up plays. It's intricate and clever and witty and all that sort of thing. And obviously the goals are starting to... 18-19, outstanding at this level, let's have it right. Especially in a team that just haven't created any chances whatsoever for the <laughs> yes. last three months. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to him. We were worried, weren't we, about his goals. Like He, he did okay in a faltering Wigan team. But like, would he be able to really chip in with the amount of goals that we were requiring, really? But yeah, he has. He's done, he's done really well. So kudos to him. Really good signing. And Really, he ought to be playing most games. Yeah, I'm not sure why he didn't start on the, on Saturday, to be honest. I think he should be in the team. Unless there's a knock or whatever, he should be one of your, 
one of your first names on there, really. Probably yeah. over Osmaich, really, based on this season. But I know you've paid the money for, for Millie. Yeah. I can see why he picks Osmaich, because he's a willing runner. You know, yes. he's quick, he chases lost causes. That's all fine. But ideally, he's, you'd play yeah. two strikers. He's never in the game as much as Keane, is he? No, no. So, listen, right, there's been halls where Keane's done absolutely nothing as well, especially as that sort of like lone striker out there to die, essentially, is pretty much the case. When they've got company, these guys, they can be quite effective. So hopefully Ryan Lowe will take heed from his own masterpiece at the weekend. From a good signing to one that just has not worked for anybody, Calvin Ramsey going back to Liverpool. What a shame that is. What a waste of everybody's time. Obviously he didn't start well when he got injured in pre-season, did he? So did we actually bring him in when he was already injured anyway? Maybe that was the case. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't fit when, when we signed yeah. him in June. It was a month yeah. for him to get fit. Yeah. And then he got injured again. Yeah, it's just been a complete car crash, hasn't it? Was he played twice? Is it twice? One start? Something like that? Yes. Yeah, it's been a horror signing, really. But you can't get him right every time, can you? As David Moyes spoke about on, oh, what's his name? Uh, the podcaster with a soft voice. Is it Stephen? Bartlett. Yeah, Stephen Bartlett. Moyes said, that's ultimately, you're mostly guessing with signings. And you can feel it a little bit for the club in regards to that one because obviously not ideal bringing players in who aren't fit for a start that's that's not not particularly professional at all but it was only meant to take a month in June and it's just setback after setback for Ramsey who I imagine himself will be quite quite annoyed because that was quite a good loan move for him in the championship yes yeah, but it just hasn't worked remotely has it maybe he'll be able to get shipped out this month to go and find a club who will play him if he's back. Yeah, you could you could picture it being a really good thing, him and Potts, right down the right. You know, Liverpool don't sign someone if they're rubbish, do they? So you, you, this guy must have talent, but he's just not been able to show it whatsoever. It just dragged on and on, and you were thinking, oh, it'd be good when Ramsey's back fit. It'd be good when he's he can play a part in the season. And then it just never happened. And they're rubbish, them ones, because he's he seemed like a really good lad when I spoke to him. And yeah, he'll be probably as gutted as anyone, won't he? I imagine there was the fact he plays for Liverpool was a large reason in that signing and potentially some learning there for the club that make sure you're bringing someone in who's gonna gonna play a part. But frustrating one. Would you be looking for yeah. someone else now in the transfer window or not? Ideally, yeah, we could do with like a fullback to, as a challenge potsy who's who let's have it has had a great season. But you can see signs that he's just starting to fatigue a little bit, I think. It'd be quite nice to get loads of Loads of players in, wouldn't it? It's not quite as easy as that. We are up against FFP, as the Riddler likes to say. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? But, yeah, it'd be nice to bring in a couple of loans and try and give us that impetus to charge towards the playoff places, which is worth noting. We are only two points outside of. Do you reckon if I name this episode two points off the playoffs, loads of people will read it? It'll be absolutely brilliant. People absolutely fuming over the two points off the playoffs. But that is the cold, hard fact. You've got to wonder two- how that's been allowed to happen. What is everybody else doing? How can you win five in 20 and be three points off the playoffs? Well, the fact is, is that we've accrued enough points to be just two points outside the playoffs. That is the cold Yes. Well, let's have it right. It's never as bad as people make out. It's never as good as people make out. Like, obviously, we are two points outside the playoffs, but you can forget the playoffs. There's not a hope in hell north end challenging the playoff places this season whatsoever. Yes, the league may not be overly great, but that's not north end's fault. And maybe it's time just to just to calm down a little bit. 
it's never as bad as people make out. But it might be after the next couple of games because they're tough. Indeed. Righto. I don't think there's anything else to discuss other than a quiz question, unless you'd like to really dive into Lewis Lee's loan move to Crew. No, absolutely no interest. Although that is a great loan move for Lewis Lee. Hopefully he can if he can get plenty of game time. He was he was revered at Bromley, wasn't he? They were absolutely gutted to see him go. Yeah, yeah the comments were uh, yeah, reflected very well. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, it's a good loan move that for Lee. Um, hopefully he can um, continue to learn his craft. It's a tough level lead too. He'll enjoy that. Yeah, time will tell. Out of contract in the summer. He was given his pro deal extremely early, if you remember, when there was links to Arsenal and Liverpool and all sorts. And was he yeah. the player that the Riddler spoke about? Like, like when he was about nine, we had press clubs <laughs> sniffing around. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Right, there's not a chance in hell you will have forgotten this day, August 2017, the 12th, 12th of August. 12th of August 2017. I could well have forgotten this day. Was it the day we won in the League Cup there when Barker scored that great goal or not? Sadly not, no. Could have brought that one up, actually. That was 2018, August. Was it the day that Jordan Pickford got red-carded? No, that was uh, 2015. Yeah, I'm just hitting the post of these at the moment, aren't I? I mean, Pickford's a poor guest. There'll be people fuming with that, that you've said that, really. But I'm here to wind these people up, really. Let's go out with something all ridiculous. Was it the 6-4 when we <laughs> came from 4-1? Was Becchio <laughs> up top for Leeds? <laughs> uh, 2017, let, let, let's have a think. I would have been there, no doubt about it. 2017, my word. The start of a new dawn. Yeah, be on a needle, on it? I don't know. Although what I will say is that the Boxing Day on the needle at Leeds was probably his greatest day as North End manager. He always had the wool over Bielsa. So we only drew, but... Christ, what a boxing day that was. Yeah. Brilliant. Again, one of those nights where there's Leeds fans literally frothing at the mouth with anger. One of my favourite North End goals ever, that. And I wasn't even there. I just yeah, I couldn't believe my, my team had scored a goal of that quality yeah, in a game in a game like that as well. I don't know, 2017. You're going to have to lie to me. We'll have a guess. guess. Just have a guess. We'll pick a well, score I, I, I think it was 1-1. 0-0. Nil nil, correct. Nil nil, nil nil. It's not like me not to remember that at all. I think we got early nil nils at Middlesbrough and Leeds, which were like really good points at the time. Yeah, yeah, they are great things, those aren't they? I can't, done. I can't believe I don't remember that. I can't remember. That is incredible. I don't remember it. Right, a minute left, and I don't see any reason to start another Zoom meeting. So we shall bid farewell. Anything yeah, on this we week? To, we need to be quite prompt. Next week, we may even have to do the podcast in the afternoon after Leeds, if possible. Why? Because I'm not in the country as of Monday. Times your flight? 10 to 9. <laughs> so I could do it. I could do it from Manchester Airport at about 6am if needed. Or Dubai Airport at about, what would it be, UK time? Be about half three, possibly. Sunday sounds a good idea. Are you looking forward to India? I am looking forward First to time. India. Yes, indeed. We'll talk about that in more depth next time. But I'll see you all on the road. This podcast was produced by Viva. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.